Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Robin Nika. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. Am I here? He's here. He's here. We're, we're, we're pulling a late-nighter tonight because Mike is a good buddy, and I got other stuff going on on our normal recording day. You know, you, you couldn't have chosen the, the two days they had London games to know, decide dude. not to do this? I know, dude. It's terrible. Because then, like, tomorrow, Sunday morning, we'll be like, I got nothing well, to do so now. Well, so for those who don't know, right, I'm a youth football coach, and so this is our last week of our regular season. So the little dudes, the flag kids, they played today because they had their flag bowl. So I did, I forgot about that. Mm. So all of our time, flag. game times get moved up, like, an hour and a half. So instead of me being uh, having to be at the field at one thirty, I get to be there at noon. So when our normal recording time, we usually you know we plan we plan a little bit and everything. Wouldn't it, else wait, like wouldn't that. it move the other way? No, it moves up because there's no flag kids. Oh, there's so, no yeah, flag yeah. kids. Oh, there's gotcha, no flag gotcha. kids. Okay, so okay. because of yeah. that, there's only three squads playing. So that's why I got moved up an hour and a half. Yeah. I was like, ooh, I'm gonna be cutting it real, real yeah, tight. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So Mike being a good buddy, being the best co-host in the biz, coming over on a late night on a Saturday night. For I us just to do, do nothing this. else. So. Yeah, he's the best. We we love him, and that's why you know the war the checks in the mail, buddy. Checks in the mail. Um. But Mike, we got a loaded show though this week, though, right? We talked about it a little bit last week. We're talking Pistons. We're talking Wings. We're talking Lions off the bye. We're talking NXT Halloween Havoc. We got some college football to talk about. We've got a lot of stuff to go over this week. Um, so beginning of new seasons, basically the end of others. We got a lot of stuff going on. But let's start out in the squared circle. NXT Halloween Havoc. Um, correct me. Is this in the Capitol Wrestling Center studio place, or did they? Is this something that they're going on the road with? No, this is a performance center. Performance center still. Okay, yeah. so completely useless and a waste of time. Let's get through this as fast as possible because. Yeah, that, that, that. I definitely thought they were traveling too. I did too. Maybe that's coming up or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's like that's a, that's a plan for the future. I don't know. Oh, you, you know okay. the thing is too is that it's interesting because um, the main roster stuff has been pretty damn good, and it's like Triple H is like, yeah, Sean, go ahead, run NXT. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Are we like just finding out that Triple H is the only good creative mind in WWE. Oh boy, it freaking feels like it at times, doesn't it? And and we'll we'll touch on that a little bit here too as well because I do I do have some questions for you. But let let's jump into this first. All right, we'll make this podcast about four hours long. No, and we'll, this is gonna be a big, it. it's gonna be a long one. I feel like today, but we're gonna get through it. We're gonna do what our what we do best. Let's talk about okay. it though. NXT Halloween Havoc. This is one of their bigger shows though historically, right? Since they kind of brought this back, yeah. kind of doing the WCW thing where Halloween Havoc's quote unquote a big deal. Yeah. Sure. sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't have takeover in its name, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Because I, I thought they were going to do the takeover thing again. Yeah. I thought I that's too. what. But I, maybe that's I don't know starting if they're kind of waiting, like, at a certain point or something to kind of like. Oh, and now we're starting these, right? Because, like, yeah. they had the Worlds Collide thing, which was kind of like a weird, like, hurry up and we're collapsing yeah, we're, NXT UK. Let's get all the titles yeah, off. Yeah, we're going to mesh everything together. Yeah, thing. So yeah. I don't know if they're still kind of trying to find their footing. I'm not 100% sure. So yeah. interested to see. All right, so we start off. We got Apollo Crews back in the NXT world, Woo! taking on Grayson. Minus the accent. Minus the accent. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Taking on Grayson Waller. So they've had about eight matches on NXT television. So Together? Um, or yeah, like, against each other. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, that's so, what I love to see. That's what my pay-per-views are for. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to say – I'm actually going to say Apollo Crews because reading online, Grayson Waller may be a part of this whole Wyatt Six potential thing. Mm. So – not as Grayson Waller, but under a mask as one of the characters that like showed up in the uh, in the crowd. The, yeah, so he may be one of those people, is from what I'm hearing. All right. That's gonna be a, a question because I gotta figure out what this Wyatt Six thing is. Yeah, but that'll be after yeah, this. that'll be after. But yeah, okay. so I'm gonna say Apollo Cruz gets the dub only because I think maybe Grayson Waller's moving. Okay, that's the only I, reason why. I would go Grayson Waller 
any other reason, I would say Grace Miller because it makes no sense for Cruz to go over. But if yeah, he's leaving I guess so, a brand, that's the reason why I would say Okay, so. that's fair. I'll, yeah. I'll take Grayson Waller because I like to be different sometimes. Sure. But yeah. Also, we don't put any stakes on this, so it's fine. No, well, let's be real. The 12 people are going to be watching, and two of us are in this room, and you're yeah. not even going to half watch, so yeah. it's okay. <laughs> it's Saturday night. Yeah, it's tough. That's a tough day. That's a tough day. Is there anything else on? Yes. Okay. okay. Well, that'll be Perfect. on the laptop. <laughs> Man, it's so sad but true. Yeah, I got you locked um, down. All right, we got a Weapons Wild matchup coming here. Weapons Wild. We got Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez. This will be a good one. Uh, I think this has a little bit more potential. There's actually some like investment. Cora Jade just made her uh, SmackDown debut this past week as In the well. tag match? Yep. Ah, she so, looked really good in the ring, yep, too. Yep. Good for um, her. I like her. Yeah, so th- this will be a good one. Um, I'll say Cora Jade just just because okay. sure like again i like to be opposite of you rob yeah. but i think since cora j might be a smackdown person because she yeah. debuted mm-hmm. we'll give it to roxanne yeah sure why not because oh wait did roxanne perez debut i mean i think roxanne debuted not cora jade i'm sorry oh, I we're, flipped we're the names. flipping it on i me? flipped the name okay because i didn't watch smackdown yeah so no yeah I no I, I believe roxanne debuted not i'm gonna cora jade. i'm gonna Apologies. okay as anyone who's listening i will take whoever didn't debut on smackdown yeah, cora jade didn't i okay, know that so i'm yeah. taking cora jade yeah so yeah i'll take yeah sure i don't care Ambulance match time. We have Julius Creed taking on Damon Kemp. Yep. Now I think I have to look. So I think there's an extra stipulation to this. Let me check on Wikipedia if they yeah. have it. Yeah. So there. we know while Mike's checking that right. So we saw the vignette on Tuesday, um, where the Creed brothers were talking with Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong appears quote unquote still beat up, right? Um so I'm very I'm kinda interested to see where they're going with this. Kind of storyline. Yeah, so, here. so the so that's an ambulance match. Julius yep. Creed and Damon Kemp. If Julius loses, mm-hmm. Brutus Creed will have to leave NXT. Okay. So right. they're they're doing like the brother leaves thing. Gotcha. So I guess, which makes it slightly more interesting yeah. because I think it comes down to, are they going to be main roster guys or not yeah, at this know. moment? Yeah, right. Because if they're going to be main roster guys, then I would think he would lose, mm-hmm. get put in the ambulance taken out on an ambulance and they both kind of just like debut mm-hmm. in two weeks or something on raw right. or something right for sure um if they're staying on, on nxt then obviously he has to win right or the stipulation well, yeah. is weird Doesn't make any sense. so i guess i guess the determining factor on this one is is what is the plan for them? i don't know here's the thing and i that. think they kind of need some tag teams in nxt that was what i was gonna say I was like who the hell else is gonna be a tag team so i kind of would say creed wins yeah to keep them on, yeah. on nxt for a little bit yep uh, but they're they've already had their tag team championship and loss already. Yes. So like they've already gone through that cycle. And yes. so I don't I don't know if they're a team that you want to stay in NXT to win the titles like three, four, five times or something. Right. Like they're right. a great team that could just go to Raw right. or go to SmackDown. Go to right. go to Raw, actually. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I'm I'm also very kind of intrigued as to what the hell's kinda of going on here. So um either way, I'm a big Cree Brothers fan. I've been on them for a while now. Um Basically, ever since they debuted, I think they still need a little more seasoning. They can't talk really, mm-hmm. so that's why I thought the Malcolm Bivens or Stokely Hathaway, whichever you want to call him by, was a great pairing for the for the uh, the Diamond Mine as a whole because he can talk for them. Um, I don't know where they're going, and now introducing Roderick Strong back into the fold, where they're like, it looks like he's siding with the Creed Brothers, but is that just going to be a swerve? I don't really know. It's kind of a weird one for me. I'm going to say the Creed. I'm going to say Julius wins. Just okay. because I think they have more upside than the other guy. Yeah, I think I think Julius no, will win. I yeah. guess I guess like I think Julius would one to keep his brother on NXT so they can do yeah. more tag stuff. Right. And two, 
I just think he's better. So yeah, for just, sure. Just yeah. Mm-hmm. The better guy win. Yeah. All right. Uh, NXT Women's Championship match. We have Mandy Rose taking on Elba Fry, yep. the formerly Kaylee Ray. Yep. Changed her name. Yep. Um, I, I mean, I would take Mandy Rose because I, I don't feel like they should take the title off of her because I'm, I, I would, I would like to see like a Cora Jade or like a mm-hmm. yeah. bigger, yeah. younger name take mm-hmm. it off of her. Yeah. And Mandy Rose has been doing just fine. So it's like she's one of those people who's like, she could hold the title for another year. Yeah. And I'd be like, it's fine. Like, it's not bad. The they, she puts on good matches. The other thing for me, too, is that she just won that triple threat match, right, between B. Priestley and uh, Sakamura for mm-hmm. the for both titles, for both, right? Yeah. So it would be a little bit, I think, quick to pull the trigger on... Like a like, first yeah, or second defense. Like, she, right after way. unifying. Like, she's yeah. the only woman ever to hold both. You know what I mean? She unified those two titles, mm-hmm. and you made such a big deal about that. It would feel weird then, okay, well, then immediately right after that, she drops the title. Mm-hmm. At that point, if you're only going to have a short title reign just to give it to Kaylee Ray or Elba Fire, whatever the hell her name is, and now, if you were going to do that, why not have the title change for, you know... B Priestley or something like that. Make yeah. some elevate somebody new. Mm-hmm. If you're going to then you know use somebody else, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So I'll take yeah. Mandy Rose here as well. Yeah, I, I take Mandy Rose until they have like Cora Jade ready. Yeah, or someone that's like yeah. they're one of the younger right. stars, like ready to right. go for exactly. this. And yeah. I think Mandy Rose could just hold it for a long yeah, she's time. Doing she's, she's doing, she's doing the thing. best work, really, honestly, of her career right now. Yeah, uh, I don't right, know how, how of a high of a bar that is, but you know, we we digress. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have this five-person ladder match for the North American title. Yep. When uh, you don't know what to do about the North American title, put it in a ladder match. Yeah, you can't go wrong unless it's it the last all, time. It's been all downhill since the very first one they did. The ladder matches? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that was like the highest bar you could have said because that match was absolutely insane. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was great. But you know what's funny, too, is only one of those six people are in I know. WWE still. Isn't that crazy? But, yeah, yeah. it was, it was Adam awesome. Cole may not even wrestle again based on some of the stuff yeah, coming would, out yeah, with concussion knows. issues, which is scary but yeah. okay uh all right so people in this match we got yeah. oro mensa carmelo hayes wesley von or von i'm gonna say von wagner yeah um and nathan frazier yeah a lot of names i'm not super familiar with the only one i'm yeah. confident that won't win is probably carmelo hayes yeah well he just dropped because he just right? dropped it and he's stuff. also so they're doing a new initiative wwe is now where they're having like some of their nxt guys work like the the main events like the show main event, you know, I'm talking about like the pre. Like oh, that, oh, yes, you know what I'm yes, talking yes, about, yes, yes, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, sorry, not the main event, but yeah, you know, WWE the show. main event, yeah, like the show. So yeah, like okay. in like on those raw tapings, and he was at the last one of those. So yeah. they're kind of doing an issue of like, hey, maybe let's see how he looks, right? Let's see how yeah. the audience responds to him and stuff like that, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, Nathan Fraser and Axiom, formerly known as A Kid for NXT UK, he's under a mask now. They've had like this best of three to determine who was going to get there. Yeah. Um, I think this is Von Wagner's time. Honestly, it feels like he's kind of come into his own a little bit. I actually appreciate the fact that they put a mouthpiece with him. Um, and they've also, I think he's gotten a little bit better shape. I think his in-ring work has gotten a little bit better. I thought his feud with Solo Sokoa helped immensely with presenting him with a different edge, right? He turned heel great, but he's still kind of just there. Mm-hmm. So I think this is the time. They've got a lot of TV time invested in him. I think this is the time to put the title on him. Yeah. I'm gonna take Wesley. Yeah, he's good too. Yeah, he's he's very good in the ring. Mm-hmm. His tag team partner got fired. Yep. Yeah. Tough. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but I I also don't think 
like I kind of look at him and I go, there's not a lot else you're going to be able to do, I feel like, in yeah. WWE. Yep. So like giving him this title, giving him a couple-month run, mm-hmm. and then probably sooner or later either being in a tag team or not being used very much is probably a possibility for him. Right. So I think giving him this nice like edge for like a month or two yeah. is good too. Because I think like Von, Von Wagner could just win it from him in yeah. like three months and then yeah. take the title run with no, it. No, for sure. Thing, and I, I and so. honestly, it's one of those things where it's like, it's one of those I'm, I'm interested because I, I think you can make the case for pretty much anybody honestly in this match in some capacity like even the Nathan Frazier stuff you got a lot of TV time right like yeah. there's that um, yeah. the there's only just, one I wouldn't know. say is Hayes because I think he's going to be yes doing yeah. his own thing either for a world title in NXT or like US title area yes. in a Raw or SmackDown so yes exactly I, I think he's the only one that's like for sure not going to win I think the right. other four I'm very open for any of them really winning yeah. but I think Wesley could use it mm-hmm. the most at the second. Yeah, for probably. sure. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Um, main event time. This actually, so we go through this match and we go through it quick and we all go, eh, this will be fine. This main event. Yeah. Let's hold the beer because I think this one will actually yeah. be pretty good. So we got Braun Breaker defending the NXT title against JD McDonough. Yeah. McDowell. Whatever. McDonough. McDonough. That's yep. what I thought. Yep. Um, Jordan Devlin. Yeah, for those. Also yeah, right. for NXT. And Ila Dragunov. Yeah. Very interested. This match could be awesome yeah i, I think, think it will be awesome i think this but... match would be better without mcdonough in it only oh, because yeah. to allow braun and Dragonov to beat the living crap out of each other mm-hmm. i'd be like hmm, interesting. And, uh, and this is this is one i think is interesting because this is his most legit challenger to date outside of like his first championship with with champa where you like eh, i don't know if he's gonna take it here yeah and then the ziggler feud yeah, where, where like, like, he was a legitimate credible guy yeah. this is his most legit challenge to yeah. date and i would be very interested because obviously at any moment he's a pull the trigger raw or smackdown kind of guy absolutely so i think it's very interesting with Dragonoff here is Dragonoff could easily just take this bad boy and run with it for like nine months i think Dragonoff is also another guy where they could just go and they could yeah, also maybe just, listen let's they could also just him walter for the ic title and i go I'm in love and it's happy. Yeah, like like that could also very much happen. <laughs> yeah, sure. I would actually like be very interested. That could be like a world title feud. Oh, absolutely. Like a, oh, yeah. like a universal title feud yes. or something. Once in a couple months again? or whatever. Yep. So I think this one's very interesting because I think Braun Breaker. Now, if if you're gonna tell me none of these three guys get called up, yeah, I think Braun Breaker wins. To yeah. Hold it still. Yeah. But I do think with the possibility of Braun Breaker losing it, maybe doing a rematch one on one down at the next takeover yeah. or whatever or on TV or something and then he finally gets called up I think Dragunov could win and make it awesome. interesting because I do feel like McDonough is in this match to take the fall I in do a too. lot of respects now maybe they pull but now I, I was gonna say yeah. Braun Breaker could definitely lose or oh, Dragunov yeah. could easily lose uh-huh. to set up a like, yeah, for sure. Breaker could lose to set up the rematch very easily yeah. too so I'm interested to kind of see where he plays into this because I don't see him as world champion material like and I look at the not that the NXT is a quote unquote world championship, but I look at it in that term because you have to be the one to carry the show at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Um, now Dragonoff winning, I think if he pins McDonough right, and then Braun is like, well, you know, yeah, I did my Steiner me. math, blah 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 blah, didn't work out, all that stuff, and then we get that one on one collision where then you put put Dragonoff if like I think Braun's more ready to go than Dragonoff would be yeah. simply because. They've got a lot of time already invested in yeah. Braun. And I think Dragunov, kind of like Walter, yeah. where he can do a thing where not a lot of people know him, mm-hmm. and he's kind of new in the NXT scene. Maybe not right. the UK scene, yeah, but the right. NXT scene. Mm-hmm. But if he has a banger match here, yep. 
pins McDonough. Braun Breaker goes, you haven't pinned me, blah, right. blah, blah. So they have their rematch. And, that's and they, they have a their huge first stadium show. And you have yep. your first big takeover yep. show, and they have a banger in the main event. That one. Then it's like, Droganoff's the guy. Because yep. that's the exact kind of thing they did with Walter. Yep. Was he comes in on SmackDown, people are like, I don't really know who this guy is. He yep. has a great match with Shinsuke. A banger with Sheamus. And you go, oh, I love Droganoff. Yeah. He's awesome. Right. right. And yeah. like, it's like, or I love Gunther, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, it only takes two or three big like great they matches need, to and like and NXT, hold the audience. I think the brand as a whole needs to go into a bigger place mm-hmm. like and for those take these takeover shows like I feel like this match is going would have a lot more heat behind it if it was in a bigger arena for that exact reason right where it allows these guys to get in that in that environment where you go hey let's go make something right yeah. like I very much felt like if you gave me Breaker Dragon off 2 right this time it's just a one on one and you're like okay go out there for 20 minutes and beat the crap out of each other, mm-hmm. you're going to establish two stars immediately. Yeah. And people are going to go, oh. That, and you know here's the mean? thing. That was that was the takeover model, basically. Yeah, absolutely. For like three years was, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say I was a religious NXT, NXT TV. TV show watcher. Hell no. Every single week. But we didn't miss a takeover. But, but when, like, <laughs> I was like, I have no idea who Private Party is, but yeah. when Private Party goes up against Undisputed Era yeah. and they put on a five-star tag team match or whatever for 20 minutes, mm-hmm. and I go, oh, Private Party's really good. Yeah. Now I'll go watch them anytime they're on a show or anything. Like that was Street Profits, by the way. Street Profits, yeah. Yeah, What did I say? You said Private Party. That's AEW. Oh yeah, okay, that's fair. (laughs) Yeah, Street Profits, yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, same thing with you know Eric and Roe from the the Viking Warrior, whatever. Like all those teams, it's like you put on one banger NXT takeover match, and Mm -hmm. it's like there we go. Well, and it puts you on the map because you go, all right, I'm 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 in now, right? Like, what do you have to offer, Mm -hmm. right? Like. So it's 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 a very interesting kind of dynamic where it's like I don't necessarily know if they have the star power yet to do these big shows, but I feel like they almost need to just to be like, what do we have? And I think I think for their first one, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't. I think they should do it. Well, they've got some people coming back, like Sony Deville just showed up out of nowhere on NXT yeah. television this past. I, th- I think they should do something around the Survivor Series time yes. to try to get like Raw and SmackDown guys on it. Yep. So like you can build the interest of like, oh, we're gonna see. Yep. You know, yeah. the Usos take on right. the the Creed brothers right. in a tag match or something on right. NXT Takeover, and it's like, oh, so I'm gonna watch it because of this match, but yeah. now I'm gonna love the Creed brothers, right. and then the Creed brothers can take that and first whoever the next tag team with the next yeah. Takeover, and people will watch because you saw. Agreed. That, Agreed so, um, yeah, well, for, like you that. know, it'll be a solid show overall. I I'm just waiting for for a match to capture the emotion where I go, that was it. Yeah. And that, I think, is what was missing this entire NXT 2.0 run that I guess you're not calling it NXT 2.0 now, but no. whatever you're calling it, I haven't had that just yet, right? Mm-hmm. Where you go back and you look at a match or two and you go, that was it. Mm-hmm. That was the match, right? Where you go, that was awesome. Yeah. That thing, right? Whatever whatever it does for you, where, where I just feel like there hasn't been enough heat overall for the product. It kind of feels a little blandish, in my opinion. Yeah. And it feels like they've been trying to just continuously build stars, but they're building stars on people that also no one really has any interest in. So it's kind of like you're beating yourself. You yeah. know what I mean? It's that weird combination. I'm waiting for somebody outside of Breaker because they've already pushed him to the moon to grab it and just go, nope, I'm here, mm-hmm. right? And go, okay, now we can now we can go type yeah. deal. So going to be interesting nonetheless. Uh, real quick, want to talk about a couple things just happened you know, throughout the week. First off, New United States champion, Seth Rollins. Yep. In addition, Brock's back. We're going to get Brock Bobby again. Probably uh, uh, Crown, Crown Jewel. Jewel. I don't Non-title. know. Non-title. Yeah. Man, 
imagine that we've been asking for like four years for Brock and Goldberg to come back in non-title feuds, yeah. and Triple H literally the first one is yeah. like, I'm going to bring Brock back for a non-title feud. And also, because it's a non-title, you go, who's going to win? Yeah, that, now, that, that, now it's very exactly, open. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. Rollins getting the U.S. title, though, I while I love it, I'm intrigued. And this goes back to what I've been saying for the last couple of weeks now. With that, in addition to the fatal four-way they had to determine the new number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship on SmackDown, Rey Mysterio's over there now, which, you know, cool. Um, I don't know what it got into Triple H's Cheerios, but damn, does it feel like he's been watching Raw and SmackDown for the past five years and going, what the hell are we doing with the Intercontinental and the United States title? Yeah. And as soon as he got the keys, he went, step mother effing one was this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know how you feel, but I am so encouraged with the usage of both the United States and Intercontinental Championships right now. It makes me very, very happy as a fan. Oh yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been saying that yeah. just put the title on Rollins or anybody this entire time. I'm just like, talking about the fact of the renewed focus. No, no, no yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's what I mean though. Yeah. It's like putting on someone like Rollins, right? Who can do it with anybody? Yeah, who can yeah. work with anybody is great because yeah. like you put on someone like Bobby. No offense to Bobby, yeah. he works with like two very specific types of people. Right. And if it's not a super small guy yeah. or a huge guy who could take huge bumps, mm-hmm. it doesn't really work very well. Right. So As um, good, Bobby is very over right now. And Bobby and is very over. This feud is going to, I think, elevate Bobby Lashley even further, which yeah. is crazy. But like Rollins, I mean, Rollins is one of those guys where you go, all well, right. he's so, top 10 in the world. Yeah. At ev- yeah. everything he does. Yeah. But like Rollins is like, all right, AJ, yeah. Finn, Edge, you literally just run down the list. Damian Priest, you literally run down the list. You go, yeah. all right, so there's four straight bangers. Give me your thoughts on this. You, you mentioned right, AJ Styles. Good Brothers back. Yeah, Good Brothers. Out of nowhere, yeah. by the way. They came out of left field. Thoughts? Well, Carl Anderson is still the never, never open champion. champion. He's going to work Wrestle Kingdom, they said already. Yeah. And I was like, all right. That in itself is interesting because I think you're – and I that I think – I want to be careful with my words here because I don't want to like – get people be like all right calm it down but i will say this if triple h was in charge i think that new japan relationship that brian wanted so badly i think could have come to a realization oh yeah a lot faster mm-hmm. now i don't know what wwe's policy if they would have let him wrestle because i think that was another reason like WWE's like listen we're just really don't want to risk your health and brian's like screw that i'm gonna go to work take that for what you will yeah, right yeah, yeah. but that is an intriguing proposition to me that Triple H and WWE is like, no, no, finish out your stuff. Like, go do your thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you can be a advertised WWE superstar, mm-hmm. be in the thick of it in a new feud with the Judgment Day, which I'm excited about, mm-hmm. and at the same time, go be over here and be a champion yeah. for that other company. That is a shocking development in way WWE does things. Yeah. And that makes me very happy. Yeah, it was awesome to see yeah. it. And maybe maybe in a couple years it, it proves into We've something. seen it. Jushin Thunder Liger came in for an NXT takeover just yeah. kind of out of nowhere, right? Yeah. So it's intriguing. New Japan knew about it ahead of time, which mm-hmm. I thought was interesting where they're like, yeah, we knew it was coming. You know, mm-hmm. like Gels is wrestling on New Japan Strong and all that. You're yeah. like, Okay, well, I, I'm interested. Yeah. And now shifting over to AEW here briefly, AEW is like, I see your title change. We'll raise you one now, right? Orange Cassidy, the new mm-hmm. All Atlantic champion. Yep. Thoughts about that? You uh, care? You happy? Do you not care? Um, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I I don't like. I mean, I'm a little shocked. Honestly, they had their first title change on their own television. 
I was willing to bet money that they were just going to oh, do something I, weird. I, I, we're like, oh, he lost it at this event in the UK. Yeah, no, I, like, I, oh, okay, I, I, just I, for something to bitch about. Yeah, I, I figured they would lose it yeah. around this time. Mm-hmm. I, I figured it would be to Orange Cassidy too. Um, yeah. I think it's we didn't preview it, but I kind of had a feeling going into the match because like he's a double champ. It just doesn't... well because like, Pac won the first two, so yeah. it was, like, the third one right, is like right. always the one or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't. I'm not like the biggest Orange Cassidy fan, I'm not but either. I do. Ha- I do like the idea that like. He's actually a good wrestler. Like, yes, like this adds legitimacy be, behind, to be, him. behind behind the gimmick of not caring, yeah. he can actually put on a banger of a match if he yeah. wants to. Yeah. Uh, because we've seen it, I can count ten times. Oh yeah. That, like, we saw actually, it live. Yeah, we yeah. saw it live. Yeah. But also with Will Osprey, he puts on something. The three way at the yep. double or nothing for the yep. world title, he puts it on. So like. If it, it would be different if his character was like, I don't care. And also it was like, oh, but he doesn't put on good matches, but he just like backed into this win or something. Mm-hmm. But like the fact that like, he's like, no, I'm going to close. Like lot, right? I, I, I would be very interested in like every title match. He goes, no, I'm going to go all out in right. every title match. Every other right. match I don't care for. Right. But like these title matches, cause I, this is my singles title. Yeah. I'm going to go all out for and having him wrestle all out and stuff mm-hmm. is like, oh, it's yeah. really good. I, the, I would only had, I had one small I guess gripe with him winning, okay? okay, and it's and it's it's a two parter for me. Number one, I think it's difficult for his character to be taken seriously as a championship guy mm-hmm. because of the character, right? It's almost like you're built not to win championships, right? Because yeah. you have this laissez faire attitude about it. However, because they decided to put the title on him, I wish kind of to what you're saying, where it's like, man, when he's got a title shot, he goes balls to the wall, right? I wish in that one moment after he beats him and they hand him the title, I wish for just that, for like a 10-second snippet almost, he got really pumped up and was like, yes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Where like he kind of breaks that mold of I don't care. Mm-hmm. Instead is like, and just puts the title high up above his head, right? It, yeah. Like It's like, I did it, finally, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then puts it on shoulder, and he's like, all right. And then he's, and then he's back to doing his shtick. Yeah. But just that moment where yeah. you go, he did it, and he's with the fans almost at that point where he's like, I did it. Like, yeah. I did it. Right? Yeah, that no, moment. You that, know that, I mean? that would have been, like, yeah. the that was icing more, on yeah, the that's cake like an, kind of That's thing. a nitpicky thing. I just thought to add some depth to the character of, like, listen, I get it. Yeah. You're a no-carefree care, type guy. But when it matters most, yeah. that's the only time when I get excited and I care is yeah. when it matters the yeah. most. You know yeah, what I, mean? I, I agree with that. Yeah. And I think it would have been the icing on the cake for that little. Yeah, just, like, so just that to pop where, like, if he would have, like, looked at it, it would have been, like, and all of a sudden just goes and shows some real emotion. Yeah. I think that place would have come unglued. Yeah, yeah I, I you know what I mean? Yeah, so. but I was I was I was happy from the win yeah. at the end of the day. And mm-hmm. I think I do think like most matches he's gonna do is I don't care thing. Yeah. But it's like when like someone like uh name I guess like, well, Ray, matter, like right. Ray Phoenix comes right. out, he's like, I'm gonna wrestle you for the title right. when the bell rings and the title's on the line. Mm-hmm. He's gonna just be five star match, yeah, right? And sure. I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's why, I'm, and then I'm very interested in that. And then speaking of debuts, right? OGK, the Kingdom, now yeah, they on, on, on Rampage, yep. which did not like the fact that they did it on Rampage. Would have much preferred it on Dynamite, just because no one watches Rampage. But um, thoughts, because you know we were talking. I mean, they were talking online where there was talks about Taven and Bennett maybe coming back to WWE. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of interest in the Taven side apparently from a WWE perspective. Um, but they're both in AEW now, calling out FTR, which I thought awesome. Two great tag teams yeah. again, fantastic. Oh, there's your final battle oh, tag team God, match. Please, I'm begging you, please. Um, thoughts on the OGK or the King? I'm going to call him the Kingdom. I prefer that. Yeah. Debuting, 
uh, in AEW because I thought that was a nice little wrinkle. Yeah, I mean, I think it just adds to the talent pool there. Um, it's just so, like, I, I swear, Tony's got to have some kind of TV deal or something, like, on the horizon. I know. I know. Because, like, there's, there's no so way there's no way you have so many guys coming in and so much advertised stuff for Ring of Honor. Can we just talk about Ring of Honor to... champions right now? Jericho, Samoa Joe, FTR, Mercedes Martinez. And then... Uh, Dalton Castle and the boys as the six man. Yeah. It's a pretty good championship lineup. It is a really good championship you know lineup. What I mean? Yeah. Um yeah, I mean I'm excited. They I like I said, they have to have something ready. Something ready. I'm assuming maybe by final battle they'll announce I'm something. Hoping. I'm because hoping. like you I don't think they would advertise this much Ring of Honor stuff mm-hmm. if they didn't have yeah. I anything mean, yeah. Ring of I Honor. I mean Jericho ready. versus Brian for the Ring of Honor title. Daniel Garcia's in you know, in that the mix. Pure, he's yeah, pure he's champion. Pure champion. Uh having like the OGK come out with FTR, like, all that stuff, it's like like uh, Samoa Joe being on this mm-hmm. last one too. Yep. It's like yep. there's no way you have all this Ring of Honor stuff out here and be like, yeah, but our TV deal is not so like the end of next year. Yeah, like I, I just, I just don't believe they just it. Like, be they, somewhere. Yeah, right. because like that you wouldn't have all this talent out there mm-hmm. if it wasn't meaningful to have yeah. out there. I, I do want to ask you a question, and I think this is more phil- philosophical, and then we'll get to we'll get to Lions here in a second. But uh, I must be delaying the inevitable when we talk about that. But but I do I do have this yeah, question that okay. we've been talking. Do you wish that AEW would, instead of just having surprises kind of unannounced, because that's kind of the way they do things, right? Mm-hmm. You can literally count it on one hand, right? Moxley, Brian, Joe, Cole, OGK, Sting, all these people, right? Or there's like, there's no build, there's no... Do you wish that there was sometimes they would let that burn a little bit, a la what WWE's doing with, with Bray Wyatt, which I want to hit on in a second as well? Um, like... Where you not so much like this was in depth the whole white rabbit thing, but mm-hmm. WWE I think does a really nice job of when they want to bring in a care a new fresh character with the vignettes or teasers. AEW doesn't really do that, and I yeah. think it, I think at times almost hurts the debut of that person at times because you don't have the anticipation for, like when they when everyone got wind that Punk was coming, yeah. right. They really leaned into it, right? Mm-hmm. They talked about it in promos, right? They mentioned his catchphrases and stuff. I wish they would like the OGK. I feel like would have been a, would have been a perfect example because they didn't get a great reaction mm-hmm. when they first came out. I wanted to see them maybe tease who the hell is this tag team taunting FTR, and yeah. then we get the review. I, and I'm not even. I would I would agree with you like yeah. most of that. Yeah. I don't need like because WWE does a whole like. Six weeks worth of vignettes yeah, before that, someone comes sometimes out. Sometimes it's overkill. Like I don't yes. need that, yeah. but I do wish because the AEW fan base, yeah. I would say eighty percent of it is mm-hmm. like hardcore yes. watches indie wrestling, look, right. watches Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. watches Impact, watches they watch AEW. everything. They, they watch, watch everything. everything. Yeah. I feel like WWE is like WWE might watch AEW. Yeah, maybe I would watches say, yeah. something else, yeah. but like AEW's fan base is generally made up of like yeah. New Japan, Ring of Honor, all that stuff. Yeah, I would like more if like FTR was like. Yeah, and we just won, and this kingdom's falling down, or something like they would yeah. like say stuff like that more, because right. then the hardcore fans go, "Kingdom's falling, King- yeah. kingdom, like right. yeah, right, like right. you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they would infer a lot of that more than if WWE yeah. would like say catchphrases of people, mm-hmm. and like the casual WWE person's like, "What does he mean?" Yeah, by, like right. I don't know what that means. Right. All of AEW fans, when people are like, like during the entire Punk thing, they're like. Yeah, it's clobbering time or yeah, whatever right. or whatever. I'm was, the best in the world. I'm the best in the world. Yeah, yeah. Everyone goes best in the world. This is yeah. saying punk. Like oh God, everyone, yeah. everyone in their mom knows yeah. what they're talking about in AEW. So right. I wish they would do more of that. Of yeah. like, 
I just feel like at times, like subtle jabs yeah. at teams or something. So then in three weeks when they come out and the kingdom comes out, it's like man, they've been po- FTA yeah. been poking at them like, for three weeks. I, like in, I think in the perfect case, I think I, the reason why it kind of struck me this time with the kingdom in particular is because neither guy has been on their television before, mm-hmm. right? And it's been a while since. Bennett was on WWE television, right? They've been on Impact, so you haven't really seen them, right? So for me, I was like, man, this would have been a time to really tease something, right? Really tease what's going on, really kind of embrace and kind of get into the thick of, you know, what is going on with, you know, like, who are these people? Who's coming, Mm -hmm. right? Now, maybe Taven and Mike may not be the biggest enough stars to do that with, but man, if you if you have somebody like that, right, where like you you you're really it's like okay, let's lean into this because I feel like as much as they try to load each individual card, right, which I think they do a pretty good job of, when you're introducing a new character, when they just come out out of nowhere, yeah. there's no build, there's no heat. It's it's kind of like a lack of. It's like, what are they doing out here? And you I, know I, what I, mean? I I think a big problem that comes with the idea of having this hardcore fan base yeah. is I don't feel like they they think. That yeah. they need to do right. that. Right, they're just like, oh, because, they, like, they sign once, these guys too once, cool. Matt, once Matt Taven comes out, everyone's going to know who Matt Taven is. Right. But, like, then you have the 30% yeah. that's just watching from because yeah. they just watch right. wrestling. Like, exactly. I know I know, I know, know people Well, that, Josh. Josh yeah, and is a perfect he was, example. He was the person I was going to bring yeah. up where Punk comes back. So yeah. he started watching that All Out 2021 when Punk came back. Right. It was, like, his starting point. And right. now he's gone back and watched some stuff, right? But when Matt Taven comes out... He's gonna be like, I don't know who this. I don't is. know why I, should I care. Yeah, I don't know who. I, I've never. I don't watch Ring of Honor every week. Exactly. Like, I don't know who this guy is. Yeah, I don't even know. What so he's he's is, part right? of that that thirty percent fan base who who loves AEW and knows some of the stuff, mm-hmm. the, some of the hints that they do. Like he knows the Coles, the Bryans, mm-hmm. and stuff. But when it comes to like Matt Davins and Mike right. Bennett and right. some so, of those yeah. guys, you're like, I don't. If know. If you never watched Ring of Honor and you didn't watch TNA at the time, you have no idea who Jay Lethal is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like straight up, you just don't. So mm-hmm. why is Jay Lethal important, right? Yeah. So and then you can you can say, ah, yeah. oh God, he's a six-time television yeah, champion, right, but right. it's like, but how important was the television yeah, championship? Was it, was, there? It was it really yeah. easy to win? Is that why he won it six Ex- times? Exactly, like, exactly, right. What was was Ring it the twenty-four-seven title of Ring yes. of Honor where everyone just won it all the time? Like, exactly. So, so no one yeah. knows. So I just it was just something that I just kind of noticed. I was like, man, I wish they would just uh, sometimes let things breathe a little bit. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. but overall. Pretty cool. I just thought it was interesting the parallels, right? New champions on two shows are from yeah. two companies. Some debuts. Right? I was just like, oh, this is a, it's yeah. a fun little web we're weaving yeah. here going yeah. on here. I'm loving it. I'm digging it for sure. All right, let's talk about the elephant in the room, and then we'll get to some fun stuff. Let's talk Detroit Lions. Uh, and oh, the, that's not where I thought you were. Yeah, go. no. Well, well, we're gonna talk about that abomination first, and then we'll get to good football. Um, but uh, yeah, so they're one and four. Um, it's a disaster and a half. Um, it's a disaster and a half. I don't know what to say. I'm upset. I'm, yeah. I'm frustrated. They should at least be two and three right now at bare minimum. At bare minimum. Mm-hmm. I will still say that they, from a roster standpoint, they have a better roster than both Seattle and New England. And yet they let both of those games completely get out of hand. Ridiculous. Um, I don't know. I, I, It is one of those scenarios where I feel like it. it's very obvious that the positions that they did not focus on this last offseason are glaring. Mm-hmm. Secondary, they didn't really address safety. They didn't really address linebacker, right? Mm-hmm. Like, And it comes back to, while I think Goff has played well at times, God bless it, does he exacerbate problems when he is not. Mm-hmm. And 
that to me is it's like I don't know where this team goes right now, and I'm very interested to see how the rest of the season plays out. I still think they're probably a six to seven win team, depending on how they come out, which is disgusting when you think about it because they've looked so bad the last two weeks. Um, but I think I don't know how you feel about it. I'll let you go, but. As much as frustration I am about it, I think the calls for Dan Campbell to be fired are a bit aggressive. Mm-hmm. We're in year one and a half mm-hmm. of a complete teardown. Um, and the other takeaway I've gotten is they this team has no future until they figure out the quarterback spot. Yes. And we talked about this a little bit last week when we talked about how the quarterback play as a whole has been down this mm-hmm. year, I would say, pretty consistently outside of a couple guys. Yeah. Um, while Jared Goff's numbers may not look that bad overall, there's a lot of fugazi mm-hmm. in those numbers. And I thought the New England game was a perfect microcosm of when somebody went, we're going to make Jared Goff beat us. And that's when everybody went, oh. Yeah. I, I So we're gonna, I'm going to hit the yeah. golf thing first yep, and sure. the lines as yep. a whole. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah. the, the golf thing. There's just so much to it. I don't. We yeah. don't have that kind of time. Yeah. So the, the golf thing to me, yeah. I look at the golf thing and I, I ask myself, mm-hmm. how many quarterbacks in the league right now with the offense that they have yes. could be doing this exact same thing that golf is doing? A lot. And I go – a lot. Twenty six, probably. I think they're. Yeah. I think. I think some are pretty rough. Yeah. I think like um, like Mar- certain, Marcus yeah. Mariota, no. whoever's playing Mitch for Trubisky, Carolina, right. Mitch Trubisky. Right. Some of these guys, I still wouldn't be confident right. doing whatever right. Jared Goff's doing. But even Geno Smith, I think, could be doing what mm-hmm. what Goff could do, if mm-hmm. not more. Um, and then anyone else that you think is playing awful, I think can pretty much come in here and do what golf is doing. You think which, Stafford would kill for our offensive line right now? Yeah, yeah, his offensive line. We could get to that. That Holy offensive God. line terrible. is terrible. Terrible. Um, but yeah, so I look at the golf thing, and I know, and this is was going to be my biggest worry going into this season. Yep. And it's slightly a big worry until the Patriots game of if he plays, if his numbers are really well, even though I don't think he plays well, yeah. they might want to keep him. Yeah, his like long term. Yeah. His like, numbers were bad. Yeah, but his yeah. numbers like look outside of the yeah. Patriots yeah, game. Right, his right. numbers like it was like ten touchdowns. Well, yeah, he's, le- he's leading the league in the intercept or in, in touchdown passes. In touchdowns, and he only yeah. had like two picks or yeah. three picks. Right. Now the two picks were pick sixes, but like yeah. two of the but he only had like three right. picks. Like right. high completion percentage. Mm-hmm. He was throwing really well outside of the Patriots game. But it's very well yeah. where he throws a pick six yeah. to go down fifteen. And I now know, you're almost out of the game. Yeah, you know you throw the pick six against the Eagles when you're like down three. Coming now you're out not of the half. Coming out right out of the half. Both of them are basically out of the half yes. or right before the half. Yep. Um, the fumble. The fumble was atrocious. Oh, like yeah. there, it's like you're down six. You're going for it on a fourth and nine, which is also a questionable call. But we're going for it on fourth and nine there, and then he fumbles it. And it's then the only fourth down call I had an issue with against New England, by the way. All the rest yeah. of them, no issues with that one. I didn't like, but I also wouldn't have kicked a field goal. I'd have punted. Yeah, that's fair. But that's yeah, um, revision history. Yeah, at that point. but yeah. Um, but yeah. So I I look at the thing is I think there is as close to a hundred percent chance they have to a quarterback that they have to take a they quarterback. Have to, they have to. They have to do it now. What now? Whether now whether they want to go the route of Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud and trade up and do whatever they can to get one. They may not two. have to. They may not have to. Son I, of a I, bitch. I think they'll, no, they'll, I mean, they'll, they'll be picking 
They'll be in the top ten. They'll be in the top ten pretty easily. Yeah. Honestly, with the Rams pick, they might be like yeah, they might be two in the close... top two in the top fifteen, maybe at this point. Good lord. How it's looking. I think the Rams will come out of it a little bit. I think the Rams but... will probably be low teens. Yes. At Early best 20s. high twenties. They'll be on the division. And I think round. the Lions will probably be mid to later. I could see the... them picking like nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, yeah. Like, like seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, like in yeah. that range. Mm-hmm. Now in that range. It's a lot of with the, out so year. with the with the quarterback market, it's yeah. one of those things where it's like, do you like? I mean, mm-hmm. we're we're talking about this after this Al crazy Alabama game. So like Hayden Holder, right. or whatever, yeah. um, him or like the the Kentucky guy who Beavis. got hurt. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, there's a couple later round guys, so like high second round guys you could look at. <laughs> or do you want to package everything up and try to go get Bryce Young or CJ Stroud? I would not hate packaging up up to get Bryce Young, in my opinion, because Bryce Young looks phenomenal. But to answer, yeah, Jared Goff, I don't think is the answer, and we need to fix that before we look at the defense because and, and then, some of the stuff he does is bad. the New England game to me was a was a microcosm of two things. Number one, it showed that this was a coaching staff. This was Belichick putting on his coaching hat and going, all right, what are they doing? Because mm-hmm. everybody on the else can't figure it out, right? You're putting up 35 points a game, right? Like, what are they doing? And they went, oh, I know exactly what they're doing. And he took away Goff's first option. Mm-hmm. And Amon Ross St. Brown was on a pitch count. And and I, here's, I will say, in defense of the team as a whole, now you're not going to excuse a zero-point performance. However, with Amon Ross on a very tight pitch count, DJ Chark out and Swift out, oh boy, those are probably your three biggest weapons mm-hmm. gone, you know, and I get it. Hawkinson had a great game, but against Seattle shit defense, mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those. I think I, you know, what's funny. I think if Seattle would have happened week one, mm-hmm. right. Or, or just say, say they win that game, right. Say they win against Seattle. Somehow they pull it off and get one stop, literally one stop. And then they go to new England and get beat. I don't think nobody freaks out nearly as bad. Mm-hmm. But because the defense played so badly one game, and then the next game everyone's like, okay, well, you at least have offense, and then the offense gets completely obliterated, mm-hmm. you go, oh, boy, right? Yeah. And there was a lot of injuries against Seattle. It was just masked by the fact that Seattle's defense is so bad, mm-hmm. right? So it kind of like, you're yeah. like, we can make it happen. You can't. You no. can't do it. The team as a whole, though, if nothing else, all this goodwill is clearly dissipating very, very quickly. I don't necessarily – I'm still not ready to say that Dan Campbell's not the guy. I'm mm-hmm. not ready to say Brad Holmes is not the guy. What I will say is the patience level for this as – it's weird to say this. For Lions fans, it's not going to be there very much longer. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is they'll be able to get through this year. Fine, right, whatever. They're five, six wins, whatever. This next year, though – not saying they need to make the playoffs because that's a bit hard when you really tear the team down to the mm-hmm. struts. But man, there can't be these kinds of performances. Well, and I think it's the hard thing is yeah. is and a lot of these teams. Yeah. we will preface by saying yeah, the, some of the fakest win totals out. Oh here. my god, the fact that the Giants are four. But and you look at something like the Giants and, and you, you go, go, why can't that be us? Yeah, like they're playing Daniel Jones at quarterback yeah. and they win four and games. they beat the Packers and they beat the Packers. Yep. Now mm-hmm. it's in London, whatever you want to say. They yeah. beat the Packers. Yep. And they came down by twice by 10 points to mm-hmm. come back yep. and beat the Packers. Yep. So it's like stuff like that. The Jets are three and two. Yep. The Bears are coming off a big win against Miami. Yeah. The Bears are two and three. So it might not be a best example. I thought they were three and two. I think no. they're two. But either way, the but point either being, way, yeah. the point being but they beat the 49ers, yep. who are a really mm-hmm. good team, right? Mm-hmm. So you look at all these teams and lines are like, we beat Washington, who's picking number and we, one. And then we let Minnesota get away. 
and then, and then we, we can't we... stop Seattle. Right. We can't stop Philly, which <laughs> Philly's five and zero, so yeah, we can put that. They're a play- they're six. they're super- they are a very good football and team, and they will be a playoff team yes. this year. And, and then, then you get shut out by New England. Yeah, who's not very good. No, and their only win was against the Steelers. Yeah, who's also picking who's also two. picking two. Yeah, and Carolina's three, who you'll play later. Yeah. So, I look at that, yep. and I just go, "It's it's a it's why a, why can't you win two or three of these games where the Giants are pulling out wins against Tennessee and Green Bay?" Yeah. You know, what I mean, so I think it's, it's I think it's a combination of um, because you can't you can't convince me that. The Giants' no roster no. is just so much better. Dan, I think Dan Campbell. <clears throat> that's why the Minnesota game was so frustrating, is because he kind of went back on on what he is what he went back on on, on kind of his rhetoric, right, where he trusts his guys to make the play, mm-hmm. and he really leaned hard into that against with with New England mm-hmm. and Seattle, and he's like, I need you guys to make a play, and they let him down both times. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and say that I disagree with basically any call against New England except for the fourth and nine. I think the fourth time was rough. Was rough, and I and here's the thing: you can talk yourself and into it, but it's a very hard conversation to have. You know what the funny thing is, Jim? Yeah. Is so Dan Campbell in Minnesota, fourth and five, takes his offense off field, kicks right. the field goal, right? And then everyone goes, "Why did you not go for it?" Right. So now I feel like Dan Campbell is almost like, "All right, I'll go for it." See, yeah. But it's almost like, but they're not similar situations. No, not at all. Nope. One is a fourth and nine from like the thirty-five yard line, and your kicker can pretty easily make that kick. It's like a fifty-yard kick, yeah. which in the NFL you should be able to. I mean, if you miss it, yeah. what are you gonna do? But it's right. a fourth and nine. The other one's a fourth and five to basically seal the game. Right. Like they're two different. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep, but I feel sure. like he like sees the criticism and goes, "Fine, I'll just go for it." I don't all even the time. think it was that. I think he was leaning into the fact that I don't trust my defense because we yeah. can't get a stop. Which is funny because they actually. All things considered, got two played, stops. They played okay. Yeah, I mean, it's got, against the third string quarterback against a team with no offensive yeah. weapons, but they played okay. But and and yeah, so that was my thing is I thought yeah. when you're playing against a bad team like that, you want to either shoot for points mm-hmm. by kicking the field goal or like you Pin said, them deep and make them go ninety yeah, yards. Go, yeah, go ninety yards. Yep. By going for it now, he they go for it, fumble and they just return. Yeah, the worst thing. possible. That is scenario. literally the worst. Yep. But if you don't get it. Bailey Zappi gets the ball at the forty. This and now is has where, the full and this is where it comes back. And I know it's not it's not a single player problem. Mm-hmm. There's defensive holes clearly and obviously. Um, I'm not ready to pull the plug on Dan Campbell. I'm just no. not. Sorry, it's not a thing. I listen. I sat through three years of Matt Patricia. I'm willing to give Dan Campbell at least three years. Yeah. Okay. At least people want to come play here. Yeah. Um, the other thing is is that once again, Dan Campbell. Almost to a fault, I feel like outside. Like you said, that's why the Minnesota call was so weird. Is he trusts his guys, mm-hmm. he, and he leaned into his strength. He goes, "We need to, we need a spark." I'm sorry, it's not on Dan Campbell that you can't convert from the four yard line six times. Mm-hmm. They had seven drives into New England, deep New England territory, deep New England territory, no points. Yeah, that's unacceptable. And at some point, you can blame some play calls. Sure, no problem. You can blame. You know, like, listen, I don't know why we're not kicking field goals. Fine. But guess what? At some point, the player's got to fucking execute. Yeah. And that's where it comes back to golf for me, where I go, this was a Jared Goff game where you're going into a hostile territory like New England. Tough to play in New England. Yeah. I don't care who you are. Knowing Belichick is going to try to take away your best option. Mm-hmm. You have to be the guy to go, I kind of got to put this one on my shoulders, and I got to lead the team. You lose... Fine. You lose 25-29 or something crazy, but you you know, you played hard, whatever. Mm-hmm. I can take losing that. I can take yeah. losing a close game when you something didn't bounce your way. That's the NFL. 
But to come out there and look completely clueless, like we're running Anthony Lynn's offense still, it's unacceptable. It's, no, it's and, completely and, unacceptable. And I think that was the problem that everyone yeah. had was yep. it wasn't it was oh you lost to New England. Yeah. It was oh you scored zero. Yeah. You you had the, the worst one, performance. Yeah, you're the number one offense right. in the league. Everyone's talking zero. about how great your offense is, now bad your defense is, your defense comes out and just plays to plays like the twenty fifth best defense in the league. Yeah. I mean and they then, only allowed twenty two points. Right. Technically. Right. Forced a lot of field goals. Forced a lot of field goals and kind of kept you in yeah. it relatively. And you had seven drives in the red zone and you couldn't score. The interception on the goal line. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Great play. It's just, it, at the end of the day, some of these shortcomings of Dan Campbell, he's not a perfect coach, mm-hmm. never said he was, not going to be. He's not Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. I get that. But goddamn, would it help to have somebody to be able to kind of like, hey, listen, I got you, coach. Yeah. Because we don't have that. Lamar Jackson's got that. Jamar, John Harbaugh's got Lamar Jackson. Yeah. To and that's help why that. I think someone having someone like a Bryce Young God bless could it. come in and just yes. be like and be that a playmaker in the worst way. Yeah, like I, I think I think a Bryce Young on a fourth and two could yeah. be like, nah, I, can, I can do this with Jamison Williams Dude, and, with, take... and with Amon Ra and all those guys. Be like, I can get you two yards. And I, I'm going to say this too because I, there's some already of this rhetoric coming out, and then we'll go to Pistons or we're going to go we're going to go to Michigan first actually. I don't think it was a mistake to trade up for to get Jameson Williams. No. I still can't say that that was a mistake. I get it. The defense is bad. I understand. But in that position, you were trying to do something. You were trying to get a difference maker mm-hmm. for your team. So whatever Jameson Williams turned into, I still think he's going to be a stud. It's just my opinion. I just, based on what yeah. I saw at Bama, I can't start blaming Brad Holmes for a decision when I haven't seen the kid play yet. In a, in a year two of a rebuild, knowing you're still not going to be very good, and well, I would also you know what I mean. Yeah, well, I would also attest that if you got like Jordan Davis at twelve, yeah, I don't think you're all of a sudden three and two. No, no, you know what I mean. Like, I don't think anybody on the defense really is going to make you unless you drafted Aaron Donald. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and you can see that and, you see with the Rams the, right now. I was going to say in these first five games, yeah, you haven't seen an Aaron Donald out there. Right now, like it'd be different if like. Thibodeau yeah. had 12 sacks already or right. something like some crazy, right. like eight but sacks Aiden or Hudson's something. Leading all rookie passers in pressure rate. Yeah. So, you know I mean? yeah. So like there, there's no one on the defensive side. Like if sauce Gardner had seven true interceptions mm-hmm. and you go, all right, maybe we should try to get him yeah. or something. You know what I mean? Like right. maybe something like that. The pick or maybe, lunch. maybe right. like uh, yep. Lewis scene or something was like this great safety or something. It's yeah. like, all right, maybe we miss on that guy. Yeah. But like, there's no, defensive guy that I think turns you from one and four to three and two. Right. Just from one pick right. there. So I, I, and here's the thing, as we've talked about nauseam, they don't have playmakers. Now defensively, no. they're really desperate to playmakers, but offensively they were missing quite a bit of playmaking ability as well. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you have Amon Ra, which is great. Clearly diamond in the rough found mm-hmm. him. Awesome. You need other people than just Amon Ra St. Brown to catch nine balls a game. Yeah. You need that. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just kind of what it is. Yeah, so the defense at this point has Woo! Hutchinson, who's doing his thing. He's trying. Right He's, He's trying. trying. God, man, just imagine if he had just a modicum of help. Yeah, just a little bit of help. Yeah, you got you got Hutchinson doing oh. his thing and Okuda. Yeah, and that's yep, pretty much it. That's all you have. Tracy yeah. Walker was playing really good. And Tracy Walker is yeah. going to be there next yeah. year yeah. and will be good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I outside just... of that, I think you have like three guys. Yeah. Malcolm Rodriguez would be a really good like rotational linebacker. Yeah, and honestly, he could be a starter for you. That's fine if yeah. you have other pieces around. Yeah, if you had him and prime Bobby Wagner, I'd be fine. Yeah. Or just, here's the thing, have him and Bobby Wagner now. I'll take that. Yeah. But he can't be 
the best player on the field. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just not. It's just not good. It, there's holes in this in this roster, and if I'm Brad Holmes, I'm looking at it and I go, okay, I see it. Mm-hmm. I I'm acknowledging it, and I'm gonna go. Fi- I very much feel like this off season is going to be the off season of we need to find our guy at QB. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna overhaul this deal. I expect I a lot of money to be spent. I was gonna say I expect Some quarterback money. to be picked. Yep. And defense, defense, defense. Because yeah. outside of outside of quarterback, offensively, you're fine. You, you could find like if you yes. don't trust Swift to be healthy, you yes. can get another running back Jamal somewhere. Will, I think you can get Jamal. You can draft a running back. Yeah. You mean to tell me right now you can't draft Blake Corum in the fourth round? Yeah. You Come could. on. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you, I'll trade, I think, I'll trade I think, you a seventh for Hassan Haskins right freaking now. I'll yeah, but I think I think finding your quarterback, maybe getting a little beefier at running back, yeah, and then figuring out that defense. Mm-hmm. It's a lot to ask. The defense needs about eight starters. Let me but, put this out there right now, Lions. If there's one percent chance that you can get Lamar Jackson, do it. Yeah, do it. Mm-hmm. He makes a lot of problems go away yeah, real does. fast. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. He, even he can throw five yards. Amaraz and Brown. Yeah, he can. That's all he needs. Okay. He does it to Duvernay a lot. Yeah. Anyway, all right, let's shift focus here. Let's talk Michigan. Uh, first off, let's talk about Michigan State real quick, getting the big upset technically win over Wisconsin in overtime. Yep. So I'm going to give a shout-out to them. You know, that's a big win. They're still playing hard, so I'm not going to discredit that. Um, but let's talk the big Let's talk the big matchup, though. Uh, Michigan wins big, 41-17 over Penn State in the big house, number five versus number 10. Still think it's a little bit bull crap that Michigan dropped a spot, but I get it. I'm, I I disagree, but sure. I get it because they haven't beaten anybody yet, but they better swap after this with Clemson. Clemson ain't beat the top 10 team yet. Well, they beat NC State, who's top 10. Oh, they did? Mm-hmm. They're top 10, really? Well, they were top 10 oh, when they, they played. Oh, really? And they were oh, at I home. I didn't think they were that that's, high. That's why they jumped them. It's because uh, they beat a number 10 team. Either way. Well, Bama's going to drop, so everyone's going to – Everyone's gonna just going to jump them anyway. Yeah. I, I still think – now, depending on how high Tennessee jumps, yeah. that's the big question. I think realistically you'd have Georgia, Ohio State 1-2, Michigan, Clemson probably 3-4, Tennessee 5. Honestly, you really like the Tennessee win at home by three points, yeah. which I don't know if you would. Where they should have um, won anyway because they blew a 15-point lead and then also the kicker missed a field goal at the end of the game to win to it. To lose it, yeah. yeah. So, exactly. So I, I think Michigan will easily be top four. Mm-hmm. Three or four. Here's the thing is these rankings, everyone freaks out about, but they really do Yeah, it doesn't matter. matter. No, because the other day they go undefeated, they lose to Ohio State. We are we don't care. Yeah. Um, but big win, though. This was a big win for Michigan. It this was. was the first real test. And I'm sorry. I don't want to be Mr. Michigan Slappy. I, I think I've done a pretty good job of being very critical mm-hmm. of Michigan football over our time on this show. Uh, they could beat Penn State's ass in this game. Straight up they beat did. their ass. I'm sorry. I get it. The first half looked close. It wasn't close. Mm-mm. They had one quarterback run and the luckiest interception I've ever seen off of three bounces off a helmet, and then the guy takes it back. to the... Bad decision by J.J., no doubt. But even if it's an interception, I don't think they score mm-hmm. if, if, it's just, if it's not a pick six. They dominated this game basically for four quarters. Yeah. I'm sorry. They did. They, they came did. out and beat the shit out of Penn State. And now, let me ask you this. Is that because Michigan is a, a legit team to be a threat or is it Penn State's not very good uh I think Penn State's good I don't think they're number 10 good I yeah. think they're like middle yeah. to low teens good mm-hmm. um I do I just think the way that Michigan has their team set up yeah they're they're just like this is why well, this was supposed to be a matchup nightmare for Michigan right like mm-hmm. everyone was talking about like 
Penn State doesn't allow very many rushing yards, right? They've only allowed 490 through the whole year. Yeah, they allowed right? 416 today. Exactly. Um, you know what I, I mean? But I just think Michigan is so good at running the football. God, they and are. when when you have a good running attack, it's and it's hard to stop. Like like yeah. they they're they're guaranteed three yards of carry almost every single time they touch the ball, basically. Until Penn State decided to put nine in the box. Yeah, and at that point it's like, okay, one on one with Roman Wilson or whatever mm-hmm. can take those. But um, I think when you're like at the beginning of the year, I was like, I don't care what their schedule is or anything, unless they played Georgia, Alabama, mm-hmm. Ohio State early, maybe Clemson. Yep. They're going eleven to zero because there's no one that can stop this running attack. Yeah, like it's I ridiculous. it's ridiculously good. Mm-hmm. Like they can run, 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 and when JJ plays, he just gives you that little extra. I can move around, make a ten yard throw, mm-hmm. running out of the pocket. Yep. Run, run, run again! Like and this, yeah, and it's what it was. This was he, he almost threw one horrific interception. Oh my god, the floater! The oh, floater, god. which me and Kyle both were like, "That's a pick!" And then it went right over the guy's yep. head into the guy. It, and I was like, "Oh ooh, my god!" Yeah, I was like, "But those." And then I told Kyle, "I was like, those are the plays why Cade played last year and JJ didn't yep. because that was like a game losing play." Throwing the sad that part kind of is pass. he had a guy wide open in the middle of the field who sat in the, who sat down in the zone. Yeah. And I was like, if you'd have saw it sooner, and I also and I also do think that JJ is you could tell he's watching film and oh, getting yes. slightly better. Oh yes, because there are a lot of plays that they ran in previous weeks that he ran this week, and you could tell and that he's like, oh, I'm, this short route is open. I am willing kind of to put myself out there a little bit, and maybe I'll eat my words later. They've run about twenty five percent of their plays. I I, would, I don't think they. they I would say about forty. But literally, yeah, Joe Clat is literally calling out what they're gonna run because he, he goes, "Listen, when they run this butch trips set like this, it's usually wide receiver screen, and that's what he runs." And you can see how fast Penn State. I go, fast Penn State react. I go, they got four yards. Yeah, I'll but yeah, four so yards. so yeah, and and Kyle and I've, yeah. I've told you guys on this podcast before, yeah. but Kyle's noted like when Andrew Anthony goes into the game, mm-hmm. it's a run play to that side every single time, yeah. and it's like stuff like that. And I'm very interested because there was an interview that mm-hmm. Peyton Manning did once yeah. where he was like, um, "I would do a he would like look at a certain coverage and do a certain play." The exact same way every single time, but when he played Baltimore and Ed Reed, yeah. they did the exact same look, but threw it to someone else, and no one knew what was going on. Right. And I wonder if Michigan is doing that, well, where they were just lining up, doing yeah. the exact same plays, knowing that they could beat everyone. And then when they play Ohio State, it's like you see this bunch trip look, and you think I'm always going to throw the screen. No, yeah. it's no, a deep it's pass a fake, over it's here. A fade to Ronnie Bell now, right? And I and I really think it's like no. is this playing chess and, right and now? I thought Ohio Joe Clatt, we're we're both big Joe Clatt fans, so yeah. I'm going to give him some credit here. He even mentioned this where he goes it's playing the long game and the short game Mm -hmm. he goes yes you want to win and you want to execute on offense right but if you know this 40 percent of your plays you can run the whole year basically and get away with winning to set up for those games against ohio state and in the big games that matter Mm -hmm. where you open it up he goes you kind of have to walk that line right he goes I, there's no way they've run everything. He yeah. goes, there's no way. He and, goes, and they're saving stuff. And they haven't been in a game in a dogfight where they have to pull out of that playbook no, yet. No. And honestly, don't. I don't think there will be a game that you're in a dogfight. I think they're. Ne- I think Michigan State is going to be a challenge for the simple fact that it's Spartans. And they always I, come out. They always I, come I out. Think, I think the first half is going to be yeah. a lot of the 40% the, that the we're talking State's about. going to try to throw everything they can at if, them. If Michigan State starts slowing them down, yeah. they'll open up the playbook a yeah. little more. And it's, I think, them. And I do think Illinois. Illinois. I was about to say. Yep. 
is the other Brad game. Bielema's got them playing really well. That right I think they'll have to open up a little more on Illinois on. But it's the game right before Ohio State, so it's like honestly, you can open up. Well, that's a tra- right that's before. a trap game too, a little yeah. bit, right? Because you're thinking, okay, I get Illinois, whatever. But if Illinois is sitting at 17 overall mm-hmm. in the country because they only have one loss, yep. you never know. But um, I, I came away very impressed with this game. They didn't throw the ball all that great. I didn't think they needed to, right? Um, they kind of just were like, we'll just sit here and let the offensive line dictate the pace, which played to the strengths. I, think, I don't care how you win. I, I And that's kind of how I feel. Is everyone's yeah. like, JJ doesn't look good. And I'm like, he doesn't have to do anything right now. Here's what he's got to do. If he, if he goes out against all over, and when he's asked to get the first down, he gets the first down. Yeah. Like, if he plays Ohio State at those three picks, okay, we have a problem here. Yeah. But, like, other than that, when you're playing, you know, this, this Penn State team, and, yeah, your stat line is, like, yeah. 17 for 30, 130 yeah. yards and a pick. But then you watch the game, you go, oh, but the running tag ran for 400 yards. And 55 carries. 55 carries. Then, like, he doesn't yeah. he doesn't need to complete 90% of his passes. Here. And honestly, once again, they didn't need – and that's the thing. It's like once you – once they got the lead, once the first big run in the second half happened by mm-hmm. uh, Edwards. Yeah, Edwards. I went, this game's long. over. I yeah. go, Penn State can't move the ball. They can't. It's yeah. just not – they I think two big plays. Yeah, I think an underrated part is I think Michigan's defense Coming into is their own. slightly better than we thought. Than we thought. Yes. I think we thought that they were going to take this huge steep fall off. Which I is think, understandable. Which you is lose very, your three you lose, best players. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think it's as steep yeah. as we thought. It's still obviously a drop-off. I think their rotation for their D-line mm-hmm. – is really helpful because yep. Mike Morris, they have the Uche guy, yep. and they have like two or three McGregor, other guys, McGregor yep. and yep. stuff, who they can do like they they feel like they can probably go five or six strong yep. or seven strong on mm-hmm. the D line as a whole, yep. and feel confident that they can get some pressure in there. Yep. Mike Sanders still playing nickel, playing fantastic. I am loving That's Michigan's wild. secondary right yeah. now. They like, run a, they run a four two five, yeah, and I love their secondary. Yep. Jamon Green is playing a lot, but he has to get mossed every mm-hmm. single play. It feels like <laughs> not like Vincent Gray, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jamone Green, yeah. DJ Turner, yep. and Mike Sanders show I think are playing good. They're two younger safeties. Mm-hmm. I think can play really well. Mm-hmm. Linebacking core doesn't cover well, no, but they're no. playing well for what they are. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm just yeah. as a whole. I'm like this defense is like shockingly better than I thought. And I'm yeah. And that's why when like when we look at the Ohio State game, I go if they can just get three stops the entire game. Yeah, they got a shot. You have a shot. Uh, and, that's, and that's all you're asking for. Now, Ohio State's offense to, is crazy. And, but. and, and, and Joe, once again, I'm going to give Joe Clark credit because I think he was taking the words right out of my mouth as I'm watching this game where I went and said, man, they're just setting up this team to look exactly like they did last year where they just run the ball down your throat and there's nothing you can do about it. You know where the ball's going and you can't stop it. Yeah. And right now, that's how Michigan's run game looks. And I'm going to be honest with you, it's good. I am so okay with having an eight-minute drive that caps off in a touchdown when you ran 16 plays and you really only ran three because it just kept running the same three over and over again, Mm -hmm. and you score. Freaking great. And this is exactly what Harbaugh's wanted since he came to Michigan. Big Ten football at its core is ground and pound, dictate the line of scrimmage. And play good defense and get a couple stops. It's literally all he wanted to do. And he hasn't had like the opportunity to do that because he hasn't no. had the right players to no. do it. He finally has last year and this year he's gotten like the right group yes. of people and now I, and now he knows like for the people to look for in recruiting and everything. Yep. Like I think it's all Imagine just coming full if circle. If they had Kenneth Walker. Yeah. Who the hell would have stopped this team last year offensively? Mm-hmm. Get out of town. Blake Quorum's playing out of his mind. Yeah. Still think Donovan Edwards has a room to grow, which is scary. Still yeah. think he's a complete back. Complete back. Um offensive yeah. line playing out of their minds. Uh, they're deep at tight end. 
they just have a lot of things going for them. And they're fast. That's the thing. We have yet to see Michigan really utilize their speed yeah. on the outside. Say, they that's have, the part I'm interested in. They have in. Cornelius Johnson, Ronnie Ray Bell, Bell yep, Roman Wilson, Wilson yep. Angel Anthony, Sandstroke. Like, they have a whole oh, bunch Sandstrow's of guys. playing corner now, but yeah. he was. Yeah. But you have a whole bunch yep. of guys on the off, uh, at receiver room. That's just A.J. Henning, then yep. Quorum and Edwards. Um, Eric All is not even playing, yeah. and he might come back at the end of the year. Who knows? Did he not play today? Mm. He didn't play today? No, Shoemaker I... just played. I thought he jumped off sides. I thought I saw him get called. Maybe yeah. not. Anyway. But um, yeah, yeah, you're you're missing your best tight end. It's like yeah, can't wait for that matchup, baby. Can't yeah. wait. Just keep on. Just listen. Just be you. Yeah. Don't do anything stupid. Just get these wins out of the way. Right. Continue to get better. Mm-hmm. Right. Let JJ continue to grow in his spot for that moment when he goes up against the juggernaut that is OSU. Yeah. The fun, That's the, the game. And the fun game in two weeks that could be very interesting yep. is Ohio State. Going to Penn State. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. That's Absolutely. that's that's Ohio State's real first test. Yeah, is a road game. Yep, it's at it's at noon. It's not a night game, which is unfortunate, but gonna be interesting for sure. It's fun. All right, let's just focus here a little bit. Um, do we hold on? Do we are we good on college football? Do we want to talk about it? Or I mean, we're an hour in, so we got some other stuff we got to take care of. But. Rob, whatever you want. I just want to say I was really happy watching Alabama lose today. Yeah, that was great. That was a fun time for everybody. Well, good for Tennessee, by the way. I like it when you have these new teams pop up and have like finally figured it out. Yeah. I pray to God the lions are there one day, but like, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like seriously, like we're, it's nice yeah, to Illinois see like, Hey, really playing. Yeah, Illinois playing well. You've got, but like a team like Tennessee where you go, Tennessee. Yeah. They're, and they're the number they're, six team in the country. They're opening up a really big game in two weeks against Georgia. Yeah. Because they play Georgia in Georgia. Yeah. And Winner of that game will probably win Bama, that side. Nick Saban was 15 and 0 versus Tennessee. 15 and 0. That's 15 games. Mm-hmm. That's 15 years where you just go, well, that's an L. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's a, fun. Yeah, that's ten, a lot of fun. Tennessee opens up a really big non SEC championship game. Yeah. That's in two weeks. That is and very, very interesting. So who to knows? Me. It could be. Now, honestly, here, you could get to the point where it's Tennessee, Alabama in the SEC championship game in a rematch. Yeah, that's good. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, all right. Let's just focus here a little bit, though. Um, I want to talk. Let's talk wings here because you know we just started their their season right. They're actively playing as we're recording up five two over New Jersey, which is awesome. Yeah, four minutes left. As Offense we're is looking swell. I want so I went to their I went to the season opener. Okay, okay. and I don't want to spend a ton of time on this specific game because it's one game, right? I will say this: two things. Number one, the electricity for this team. Uber off the charts. Pistons felt the exact same last year. Yeah, it was a little less because yeah. K didn't op- like start the yeah. opening game. Right, but like you could just feel like oh, people yeah. were pumped for yeah. the Pistons. Yeah, for and sure. just the idea of Cade being there. Yeah, for sure. Um, but anyway, back to- and then um, uh, the other thing I want to talk about though is the I I think I'm in love with the Penguin, aka Derek Lalonde. And if you don't understand oh. that joke, it's because he looks a lot like a penguin. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's awesome. And here's why. I watched his pregame presser the day before uh, their first game. And he went, yes, yeah, scoring is good and all. We have a lot of guys who we feel like can put the puck in the net. And that was that's part of it. He goes, we were historically bad. He said this. We were historically bad in every defensive category last year. And he goes, it is, it is a non-starter conversation. If you don't want to play defense, you cannot play for us. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Holy crap. And it, it was one of those things to where it just stuck out to me because in the preseason, expected goals against, right, where it's like you expected based on how you played and opportunities against you, right? That's kind of how it's calculated. They led the league, basically meaning they were the best team defensively in the preseason. And he goes, 
he goes, after being so historically bad mm-hmm. last year in every category, 30 out of 30 in a lot of them, he goes, the fact that we made such a turnaround as fast as we did, he goes, that is so important, he goes, because as the league is transitioning into this super high-scoring, offensive-driven league, like every professional sport league is for the most part, he goes, we have to be able to defend. Mm-hmm. We have to. And so that is the Detroit mantra, is except oh the Lions. God. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna run the ball. No shit. Uh, but <laughs> I just defense. it was one of those things where he was so blunt mm-hmm. about the way he talked about last year. He goes, "We were t- like," and he wasn't even here. That's the funny part. He's like, "This is terrible." Mm-hmm. And you know their lines this year. They have that fourth line there where it's uh, uh, the the new guy. I, I'm gonna look up his name right now because if I don't, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher it here. Um, I want to look up the the stats here from this game. Cause I can actually tell him Elmer, uh, Soderblom, the sixth round pick from 2019. He's made the roster out of nowhere. Six, eight. He's a freak. Um, you know, they have a whole line there where basically they like the tallest line. Yeah. They're in... all, all six, three and taller. Mm-hmm. I think it's their third line, third yeah. or fourth line. Um, insane to me, right? You've got the defending, Calder Cup winner and Mo Sider. You've got Lucas Raymond who finished third. You've got two goalies competing for ice time right now, both playing pretty well. There's a lot to like. You sign Andrew Kopp, Michigan guy, right? Ben Sherratt, a little more of an edge. Ali Mata. You got a lot of new faces, a ton of new faces actually in, in this team. I love where this team is going. And I think the Iser plan is right. Assume, barring, obviously, injuries and everything. It feels like we're on track mm-hmm. a little bit. And yep. not because of the fast start. They may start out 2-0 and on the year. That's great. They, they have started out 2-0. That they, finished, they officially won already? Sweet. Yeah. Um, but more of the fact that you just look at this team. I am excited to watch Red Wing hockey again. Mm-hmm. And I think the 19,000 almost near sellout that they had on, on uh, Friday night is a perfect example of like, okay, New era, new regime, new renewed focus, right? It's Iserman's guy, mm-hmm. right? Who he brought in. He signed all these new guys. Man, I am ready to go. I don't mm-hmm. know how you feel about it. I know you watch highlights of the Montreal game. To me, they smothered Montreal, right? They look like they got their head out of their butt against New Jersey and came out with an offensive explosion. Their preseason expected goals against was lowest in the league. All these things you're just like, man, just churning out. Mm-hmm. And having a guy like a 2019 sixth round pick make your roster. So now you're not just getting stuff from your first round. You're getting contribution con- contri- contributors mm-hmm. to from from the random places like this. Uh oh. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm I'm really, really excited for the future of this team. I'm yeah. very excited. I, I think if I because I have a lot of bias in the sports. Yeah. If I went objectively yeah. out of the four, which yeah. one would I dedicate the most time to in yeah. terms of the futuristic possibilities? Yeah. The Red Wings would probably be the one I'd spend the most Absolutely. time on. Absolutely. And honestly, if you we're said... We're going to talk Pistons in a second, so that's a good, that's yeah. a good point. But I think like if you said, okay, we're going to get rid of three of the four major teams. Yep. You can keep one. Right. And but you have to keep the one. Uh, I'm going to phrase it yeah, because right. obviously we'd all pick the Lions. But we <laughs> yeah. have to you have to phrase it in which yeah. one do you think will be the most successful for the next like five to ten years? Right. I think you keep the Red Wings. Absolutely. I think Absolutely. it's a, I think it's a, well, it's a tie. It's like very close between the Wings and the Pistons. Yes. But I think because of how the league is, I think the Pistons are still a little farther away than yes. what the Rings are. Yeah. But I think the Wings have the the brightest outlook oh as God. we sit here October 15th of 2022. Right. I think that you could, you could make a real case that it's like 
Yeah. They could they could do some damage. Um, I, I'm very I'm excited. Really excited. And this thing, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to watch. I can't say. Well, this is a playoff team. It's too early. Oh no, it's way too early yeah, for that. But, I think I think the fun thing too is like if they keep winning. It'll, it'll keep me motivated to watch. Absolutely. Because normally, I say it with the Lions. I'll say it with the Pistons. Say it with Once, everybody, really. With, with any Detroit team yeah. is I, I watch. Until you're out of contention. Until you're pretty far out of contention. Mm-hmm. Like, if the Pistons got to the point where they're like 6-23, and 23, I go, well, I'm not going to go sit and watch a 6-23 and 23 team team. Yeah. I know some people will watch every single game. I'm just not one of those people. Yeah. But if the Wed Wings are going to be 11-3 and three, yeah. or, right. you know, 15 and 11 mm-hmm. or something just yeah. like in a couple weeks or whatever i'll be like i'll even sit and watch those games because they're in it they're in it and that was the thing too we talked about a lot of wings when they're in that seven game win streak where it's like hey don't look now but yeah we're on a seven game win streak here and then the bottom fell and then they saw yeah. falling apart but yeah. that seven game win streak i watched the last like three games of that win streak because it was like you won four in a row you're getting yeah. hot the last three games am- were hot i was like okay I'm very, very, very excited about the and, and we've talked about the wings and the pistons. We're gonna talk pistons here in a second, but I'm just I am very, very, very excited and I'm intrigued. Even if they start at 0 and two, I don't I think I'd still be pretty darn excited. I just think the way they're playing right now and the way that this roster is constructed, where the the amount of cap flexibility that the wings and pistons with Troy Weaver are yeah. like, good God, it's just so it's, it's a it's a work of art. It mm-hmm. really is. It's such a great job. All right. Speaking of which, let's talk pistons, right? They're about to start their new season, right? Wednesday. We, Wednesday, okay. Um, it's the magic. Yep. We've got, you know, Jay Nivey. He's here. Got uh, Probably will start because he's, oh, he's starting he's gonna, a lot oh, yeah, in the preseason. Start. He's going to start. Uh, Bogdanovich, right? Big trade at the end of the thing. I'm really excited yeah. him. Looking bring... like the five will probably be yep. Cade, Ivy, Bay, Bogdanovich. Beef stew. Beef stew. Yeah, that's the way it's looking right Beef now. Beef stew will probably have a quick exit for uh, – Yep. Actually, no. Now that Mario Magley's gone, I don't know. He might just be a full starter now. Yeah. Know. Well, you still got Durant. He's going to get some minutes, Durant will right? Play a little. But yeah. yeah, those are your five. Um, you know, we've seen some fast starts from Killian Hayes in the preseason. He looks more aggressive. There's three points there. Still, Corey Joseph's getting a lot of minutes, which makes me want to hurt myself a little yeah. bit. Corey um, Joseph's the one where I don't know how much, how many minutes he'll get. As the season goes. As the season goes. Yeah. His, um, I, I, well, I, I am to... shocked that Jaden Ivey starting, by the way. Dwayne Casey is such an old school guy. We're like, we're not going to give him right away. And I, I'm thank, I'm really thank God. Where I'm like, he just realized he's like probably the second best player on our team, right? So yeah. can we just let him play? Yeah, second, third. Like, yeah, he's you like know, battling you know, Shadiq Bay. You know what I mean? Like, can guy, we just so. let him play, please? Start yeah. him. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's no reason not to start. He, like, when you're a top yeah, five pick, the just, hell do you just... have to lose? Yeah, let's go. You were terrible. Let's go. Get your best guys out there. Chip, chop, chip. Um... Talk to me, though, Mike. You're the basketball guy on this, right? I am going to make a concerted effort this year to really watch a lot more Pistons games than I did last year. And that's saying something because I think I watched more Pistons games last year than I have in several years before. If if Cade Ivey play, I'll probably be watching. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm very interested kind of in in this makeup, in the rotation, in the minutes Mm -hmm. allocated everywhere around here. Um, We've heard from Troy Weaver that we're not in contention yet. He's been very clear, which I think is so refreshing when somebody just goes, listen, it's exciting in, in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Jaden Ivey fell to us. Awesome. This is great. Jalen Duren's here. Awesome. But to, to, to put that in perspective of, yeah, that's great if they pan out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. for Troy Weaver, the person making these decisions going, we're not there yet. But for him to come out and say, but we want to compete. Yeah. And we want to be in the thick of it and playing meaningful games at the end of the season, that's a different than saying we're going to go win a championship. Talk to me about where you're at 
from what you've seen in the preseason, right, which has been hit or miss, they got put on a poster pretty well by John Moran a couple nights ago. Um, overall, though, yep. where are you with this team? Mm-hmm. And then also speak to me a little bit about you what you think the future of Dwayne Casey is as the head coach of this team. Yeah. Because I think that is – I think they're kind of linked. Mm-hmm. But also kind of not. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I I mean I don't have the highs of expectations for this team. Okay. Um, yeah. You you so, you very much take the conservative approach. I'm over here like let's do it, and yeah. you're like, meh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say they're in the tier. If you if you had a tier list yeah. of NBA teams and you named and you like just categorize do, just them, put the e, just do the East because we're only in the East. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna like name yeah. all. Yeah. Oh, of them. Okay, I'm just okay. gonna give like, if if there yeah, was yeah. a tier listing, yeah, yeah. they would be in the tier of like. Ooh, you have to look out for them. Yeah, but they're not very good. Okay, there's like there's like those, they're the ultimate trap game. Yeah, they're yeah they are the trap game where if yeah. they, if you play them if they, if a good team plays you in one of those three and four nights. Yeah. and you get like the second or third night. Yeah, and you catch them off guard. Yeah. they'll they'll you go up and win. put a lot of points on right. you and, and beat you. Um, but like straight up, if I had to take like them or about 23 other teams, yep. 24 other teams, I'd probably pick the other team to win a game mm-hmm. over you. Yep. Um, so I don't think they're in is, that. Is it just because of the youth? Is it because you're just waiting to kind of see? Yeah. It's, like... it's it's youth, one. Yeah. Two, I still need to see Cade be that guy. Yeah. Like, I need, like, so, so we averaged 17 and a half, five and a half, five and a half last yep. year, or six and a right. half, six and a half. Yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like, yeah. Something like relatively, yep. like, I need to see him get to, like, 23 yeah 7 7 yeah that's fa- i think that's a fair is really ask. what i need him to say yeah, for sure. because you you look at a, a lot of guys 1 to 2 mm-hmm. like you look at like like lucas is a lot inflated cuz he was really good but like he started off at 21 Five and a half, five and a half. He went to like twenty eight. Yeah, that's like well, nine and nine. He was the Obviously, only guy. yeah, he yeah. was the only guy there. And I'm not asking you to drop yeah. twelve right. points or something. But, but I think I think being the number one pick, being the top option, and being the main guy, I think definitely assist has to go up because you're going to be the prime distributor. Yep. So instead of five and a half, you should be around probably eight. Yeah. But yeah, seven's fair. a low number. And you eight, also got to bank on other guys making shots. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes Shadik is shaky. This is such a hard thing to project. But I'm yes. with you. Yep. But yeah, so around eight. Yep. And I think asking to go six to seven points higher from a rookie year to year two, That's it's, fair. Not, it's not crazy yet. Especially because he started out so slow in his rookie. A, he was hurt, which yeah. didn't help. And then B, he start, his shooting was terrible like the first month he yeah. was actually so, playing. So that number is probably slightly even lower. Yeah. Like if you took yeah. his average from his last two months, it yeah. was probably closer to 20 anyway. Anyway. Right. So, but so I'm asking around 23, 24. That's not bad. And then I think year three, you get the the 26, 27, 28 jump, yep. and that's when you're like, okay, now you're the tier you're the number new. one guy. Yeah. Um, but that's why I'm asking from Cade, and I don't know. I haven't. Se- I guess I'm waiting to see that from Cade. Yeah. Because I know Jay Nivey will give you 14. Yeah. Shadik Bay will give you 16, 17, or whatever yeah. a game. Hopefully. Right. Bog- Bog- uh, averaged 18 last 18 year. 18 last year. Yeah. As so. the th- Third, yeah. second, or third I'm going to put that at like 14, 15. So but I think it, he's going to shoot three really well for us. Yes, I think he'll get 14, 15 with like three made threes every yeah. single game, and then Beef Stew gets like eight rebounds. But only gets he like shot the ball points. really well too in preseason. Yes. He's he's not been shy about taking the three, which I was scared for. But I guess yeah. if they're going so, in, so if all those projections yeah. are good, maybe they are slightly better than I thought. Yeah. I don't think they'll hit all those guys. Will hit all those high projections that everyone's putting them at. So. I, I, that's why I think they're probably about 30 wins. Okay. Maybe high 20. I mean, they won 23 last year. Yeah. 
So asking for seven or eight more wins, I yeah. think is reasonable. But like, I'm not asking you. Oh, I need you to get 20 more wins and be a right. play-in possibility. Right. Like, I think that's yeah. also too far up. Where you're like, okay, mm-hmm. the under over at Vegas is 29 and a half as of. If they got to ago. 35, I'd be pretty freaking stoked. Yeah. So like, I, I I think I think like a ceiling for them. Yeah. Would probably be anywhere from 35 to 40. I yeah. think that would be like you are ahead of schedule. Yeah. They went 40 games. They're close yeah. to 500. Yeah. You go. Like oh, K- my. Kate is Kate must be doing like 25, 26 a night, and eight yeah. and Ivy's way ahead. Like everyone's just like ahead yeah. of schedule already, and you're at 40 wins. But realistically, for a year one Ivy, a year two Cade, and everyone's well, first year really fitting because this is going to be the core unit. Yeah, this outside is of Pauli Bogdanovich, yeah, for the next five to ten years, probably yeah. if you can re-sign everybody, mm-hmm. this is going to be your four to five mm-hmm. for a really long time. So year one of this I group, have, I think they have one more move. They, they do, and it's it's going to be getting rid of Bogdanovich and adding one more person, or even a maybe 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 yeah. even Beef Stew and adding a bigger guy or something. But I think Duran's going to take that job. But... Duran might take that job yeah. too, and then that might be the yeah. the but guy there. Way. But, but I, think, I think there's one more guy. But I think Ivy, Shadik, and Cade are. Yes, three guys, fundamental are, guys oh, are going to be there. Those are the years. untouchables, yes. basically, on your and team. And so, uh, if the, once those guys start gelling more together mm-hmm. over the next couple years, I think that's when your expectation rises. But the year one of all three of them being the core guys, I can't how, ask how you much, for 40 Yeah, How much do you think 30. this team is going to be either assisted or stifled by Dwayne Casey? I am as much of a Dwayne Casey fan as I was when he got here. I think at this point, it's almost like you need Nick Nurse 2.0 to take the key and go can we let these guys run now yeah and go i think play fast um, i feel like it's I'm like cool. we're, you know i'm I mean? okay with one more year yeah. only because cade's year two ivy's yeah. year one so it's yeah. like give that one more year of developmental stuff yeah but like i said these guys are gonna be together for the next 10 years yeah so i think you should find that coach that will mesh with these guys for the next 10 i just years. feel like they need to get a guy who's like Okay, we got a bunch of athletic because that was the thing too that Weaver came out and said. You're like, we need to get more athletic. Like we're yeah. slow. Yeah. Like we're slow. We're plotting. We, got five we don't fast. have. We don't go and make fast break baskets and stuff like that. Like we need to be more athletic. Hence Jalen Duren jumping out of the gym. That I feel like we need to lean into hard, mm-hmm. especially when all these kids got knees still. We're not yeah. talking about 39 year old LeBron. What's I mean, trying it's to the run second youngest there. team in the league, yeah, pretty, pretty much. Right. So, so you're... Like, let's go. I, I don't know. I think Dwayne Casey's not long for this world. You know, I just don't. I don't. No, I, I mean, like I said, I would be shocked. Yeah. Especially if this team. So, in a if hypothetical. If this team starts world, out really bad, I think he gets fired. So, if this team starts out, I think he's gone at the end of the year almost regardless. Unless they make the playoffs. Unless they make the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, that's, like, that's very, like very, very unlikely. Crap. Yeah. Um, be awesome. If though. this team starts off really bad early, he'll probably get fired early, like early middle of the season. But I do think. Um, if he gets, he's probably going to get to like 30, 32 wins. Yeah. I think it's just going to be like, thanks for like helping out. He feels so much like Ron Gardenhire for the Tigers to me. Yeah. It's like Ron Gardenhire is coming in. He's going to take all these young guys and teach them the fundamentals. And then we're going to bring in AJ Hinch. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just kind of how it feels. Yeah. And, and, and I'm just waiting for that one guy because you already yeah. have three. If Duren's going to be the fourth, the center, then mm-hmm. you have four of your five starting pieces basically all solidified right. for the next 10 years. Yeah. So you just need that coach to kind of fill the role with everyone else. Very fascinating. And I don't think doing Casey is. This team's going to be a lot of fun. I think this team is going to be that team that every single game, you know, they're never really out of it. Right? No, I think that, I think there's like five or six teams yeah. that are just like, you're just you're just not good at it. Like, yeah. like Nets, Bucks, yeah. Warriors. Like You're just going to be like, you just can't be competitive. You're just not there yet. Right. But then there's a lot of other teams where I'm like, you're going to stick it in, maybe not win, yeah. but you'll well, you're be gonna competitive be you're gonna and be you're going to give them a shot. 
I'm very excited. I'm very excited for the future of both franchises, the Wings and the and the Pistons. It's it's. I'm hoping, like I said, if they're in it, you're seeing progress made, right? They're young. They're gonna make stupid mistakes where you go, "Whew, that was rough." Um, I think that's why Dwayne Casey's still here, quite mm-hmm. frankly. Um, I'm very, very interested though. I'm very excited to see kind of what this whole experiment yeah. turns into. I still think Troy Weaver's got not maybe this off, maybe not this current season, mm-hmm. but this upcoming off season. Where a whole bunch of money comes off the books, DeAndre Ayton comes off the book, or not DeAndre Ayton, uh, DeAndre Jordan comes off the books, right? You're, you already have cap flexibility, but a bunch of guys mm-hmm. are coming off the books. You haven't used that max, that super max free agent signing deal yet. Yeah, I'm just thinking. There's, I, I won't be shocked. Now I do, no, I do think you have to keep in like Cade's rookie extension comes oh, yeah. up in like no, two a that. year or two, yeah, sure. and that bad boy is going to be expensive. money, money. Yep, because yep. Luke, Luke now Lucas is on another planet expensive, but like Trey Young's is really expensive, and you're probably going to be looking at what Trey Young got. You because, see the, uh, you see how much the Warriors can pay in luxury taxes? Oh here? my god, five hundred million dollars. Crazy, absolutely crazy. They, but they're probably going to go but win. They're going to win the title, so, so it doesn't matter, I guess. Yeah. All right, that's going to be it for this week's show, guys. Uh, next week, what do we got? We got Halloween Havoc review, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be talking. We're going to talk Michigan, Michigan State because they're on a bye, but we will preview Michigan, Michigan State next weekend, though for sure. Yeah. Um, and that then you know, talk other things. I don't know. There, you know, we, we, here, I folks. do. It. Let me check my list. Yeah. The list of Michael Burkle has review Halloween Havoc. So there that's we go. all I got. And we got. That's all we got. All right. That's going to be it for this week's show, guys. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merkel Mike Merkel. I'm the Mouth Michigan, Rob Medica. And we will see you guys, as always, next time.